Welcome to the Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Andy Harmer and let me wish you a very belated happy 2022, a year that I'm sure we all agree will be more positive than the last. Uh, As it's our first podcast of 2022, that is the subject of our conversation this month and that is what's coming up in the summer of 2022 in the cruise industry. And uh, this month, we're looking particularly at some of those destinations that are expected to be hot and some of the ships that will be joining the global fleet this year. Now, in conversation with me this month are Ben Boulding, the chair of Clear UK and Ireland, but also the vice president EMEA for Royal Caribbean and Sarah Macefield, a friend of the Clear podcast and a travel and cruise journalist. Let's hear what they've got to say. So joined uh, beautifully this January morning by Sarah and Ben, and we're going to look ahead to summer 2022. There's obviously been a lot going on in the cruise industry in terms of investment and innovation over the past couple of years. And we look forward to seeing the fruits of some of that investment uh, this summer and the rest of the year. But we'll start And here we sit at the end of January 2022, things currently still a little bit unpredictable. Yes, good morning. Um, It's it's certainly a little bit unpredictable. I mean, we didn't see, uh, as we were sort of starting to motor through quarter four, I don't think we saw Omicron coming. Um, And we certainly didn't see it, uh, the sort of case numbers that we've had uh, over Christmas and early January um, being the case. But... Look, I think there's still lots of reasons to be optimistic because I think whilst the case numbers have been sky high, for sure the symptoms of Omicron don't seem to be as severe as previously. Um, And the great news is that we've managed to continue to cruise throughout this period of time. And we've been able to manage the situation, which is testament to the fantastic protocols the industry has. So lots of reason to be optimistic. I think we're all hoping for better news at the end of January in terms of the government's approach to how we may get out of this. But as the case numbers continue to drop, I think uh, I've got every confidence we can get back on track this year. Yes, absolutely. Well said. Uh, Protocols in action are always good to see and they continue to work uh, very well around the world, which does give us that encouragement for, for the summer, Sarah. So in terms of summer 2022, is there anything you're particularly excited about? (laughs) everything everything Um, there's there's just so much to look forward to i mean going back to ben's comment um you know there we're in a much better place than we are last year um and looking forward looking at the new ships that there are so many new ships that are coming out new cruise lines i mean look at ambassador cruise line for a start that's going to be coming out from tilbury replacing cmv um you know look at expeditionary lines all the growth there and swan hellenic another new name that's coming up um well an old name that's being sort of revived really but a, a very new operation and you've got all the general sort of really recovery of cruising with with the new ships, new itineraries, Adriatic is coming to the fore with coastal cruising. Um, There there is just so much to sort of look forward to. And so many lines have got new ships, you know, that they're going to be showing off, either launching this year or ones that launched last year and haven't really had a full season or anything like that. And those existing lines, existing ships, Um, There's been a lot of sort of revamp going on as well, a lot of refurbishment, upgrading of product, upgrading of ships. So now I think it's great. I just think, (laughs) get out there, get cruising. There's going to be so much to choose from. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, and we'll talk about destination in a second. But Ben, with your kind of Royal Caribbean hat on, lots of exciting stuff, including a new ship for 2022. Yeah, I mean, the Royal Caribbean calendar is quite scary in terms of the amount of stuff we've got to do this year. Um, so we've got the incredible Wonder of the Seas, which is our fifth Oasis-class ship. Um, we take delivery of that uh, in a couple of weeks' time, officially. And then she will start sailing in the Caribbean um, at the start of March um, before making her way over here to do the full summer season from Barcelona. Um, which is obviously something we're super excited about. And we've got the opportunity to do a couple of inaugural sailings from Barcelona, which will give us a chance to get all of our trade back on board and remind them just how incredible that, that class of ship is. And, and there's a lot of excitement sort of in our, in our building on, in regard to that. But we continue this return to service plan as well. So, of course, all cruise lines, uh, including Royal Caribbean, are still bringing their ships back. And I think hopefully by the end of July, all clear members will have all of their ships back. And certainly for Royal Caribbean brand, I think it's the end of May, we've got all of our fleet back. So we're bringing Voyager back in Europe, um, which is gonna do a, a big event in Barcelona as well. And we've got Rhapsody starting up and we're gonna have an event in Italy for that. So there's a lot of excitement. And as Sarah said, our ships are in great shape because many of them have had a dry dock over the last two or three years. We've taken the charts with the, with the kind of the, off-service element to sort of condense dry dock work and make sure that our fleet is really looking spick and span. So we're really excited to kind of get all of the fleet back working. Uh, and of course, as another point, we had Odyssey last year. Unfortunately, the, the launch wasn't quite everything we wanted it to be. Didn't manage to do her European season last summer, but of course she will be here this summer. So that feels like a new ship to us as well. So incredibly exciting times, uh, not only for Royal Caribbean, but I think the industry as a whole. I think it's 26 new ships, um, 16 ocean and 10 river. Yeah, lots, lots of new, new tonnage arriving. You mentioned, um, you mentioned European ports there, Sarah. Are we seeing generally that um, re reimagining of that European season because of the new ships coming to Europe? Yes, I think so. Because at the end of the day, cruise lines are always looking for somewhere new to put their ships. Um, and you have you have destinations that come into vogue as well that, that disappear from itineraries, come back. Um, and then also, I think one of the trends to seeing this year is very much the Adriatic. I mean, it's a lovely, really lovely region to explore by ship. Um, but you're seeing these smaller vessels now um, that can explore the islands of Dalmatia. Um, so, you know, you've got Emerald coming out with its coastal cruising. Um, you know, you've got, um, well, even some of the larger ships I know, just like Saga has got something like a 22 night Croatian sailing. Um, so it is an area that really does lend itself to that. APT is another one that um, started Croatian sailing as well, coastal sailing. So I think there is good potential there. But I mean, can I just bring it back to the UK as well? Because obviously the spotlight turned on the UK last summer. Um, and I think it still remains there as well this summer as well, because you've got some notable things happening in April. You've got Celebrity bringing its newest ship, Celebrity Beyond. That's going to start its maiden cruise um, in Southampton. Um, and then you've got the one that surprised me was Carnival Cruises. That sort of crept under the radar for me because that's going to be starting cruises um, in Dover this summer, um, which is the first time in nearly a decade that it's come back. So it's not just coming back to Europe, but coming back to Dover as well. Um, and then Princess is another one. Um, 
they've got their new ship Discovery Princess, but it's going to be the line's longest UK season, I think. I think it's going to have three ships in Southampton. So, yeah, it's good. The UK is still going to play quite a big role, really. And similarly for Royal Caribbean, presumably the UK is still important for you, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had we, we managed to have a very successful season last summer with Anthem, obviously doing domestic sailings, um, which were far more successful than I think we ever envisaged they might be. Um, and um, yes, it's certainly food for thought as we think about future deployment around how do we make a bit more of the opportunity that the great ports around the UK offer. But certainly next summer, Anthem's back. Um, she will be doing, hopefully, some uh, some sailings a little further afield um, and um, we're excited about that but yeah Southampton cruising is, is going to be really positive and really popular this year and there's many great cruise lines of course Pierre and I have got a new sailings new ship coming out as well so there's, there's lots going on and I think um, great options for UK consumers um, looking for a, a really fantastic vacation yes and also I'm sorry I'd also, <laughs> I'd also just say that the range of product is, is becoming more diverse as well, because, for example, you've got Tradewind Voyages, which I know launched last summer, but this is going to be its first full year. Um, and, you know, beautiful ship, you know, those, those tall clipper ships, it, it's, it's a stunning way to see the Mediterranean, well, to see anywhere, actually. But again, that very much lends itself to the smaller ports, the Mediterranean, um, the Adriatic coastline. And then... Conversely, you've got Party Party, because I mean, that's one I miss with um, UK as well in terms of Virgin Voyages, because obviously they're going to have ships in the Med, but they're going to be doing sailings from Portsmouth, these little weekenders, which I imagine will be quite lively. Um, but as, again, as, as seen on The Apprentice, of course, exactly. we all enjoy Bougie <laughs> Cruises. Was it bougie? Bougie cruises. Bougie. bougie cruises, yes, exactly. I didn't even know what that meant. My daughter had to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but but so lots so lots of options out of the UK. And actually, all three of us did some ex-UK cruising last summer. Um, and I, to your point, Ben, it was a great way to take a holiday and escape and be back at sea again. Presumably, you're you you attracted some new to cruisers as well as some some veteran cruisers. Yeah, we, we, we did. I think I think last year was a bit strange because, of course, I think people hung out for the fact that they would be able to go overseas and then it became apparent they couldn't. And of course, the domestic holiday market prices were going up and up and availability of accommodation, self-catering, hotels was, was very limited. And of course, all of a sudden, there was all these ships sailing around the UK um, offering a great opportunity for people to go and try something different. And they did. Lots of the people that cruise with all the cruise lines had not cruised before. Um, cruisers were dragging cynical friends along and saying, look, this year is the year to try it. And, and they did. I think many cruise lines offered and opened themselves up to members of the NHS or the Blue Light Services and various different schemes to encourage new people to join. And we've seen great repeat business from those people. And I'm sure Royal Caribbean's no different to the other cruise lines. I think people have, have actually said, no, do you know what? We had a fantastic time. And um, I've got friends who have never cruised before, cruised last year, came on some of our short sailings, and they have booked for this year. So, and they've done that themselves, because, I mean, for seven years, I couldn't even convince them to go on a ship. <laughs> they took the opportunity last summer, um, and uh, some of them begrudgingly, and they've now booked themselves. So that, that, I think, is testament to what a great vacation you can have on, on the seas. 
it, it yeah. may be also it may be also suggest you're not very influential with your friends with your and friends. not very persuasive. Look, I couldn't even get my parents to come on a Royal Caribbean cruise for seven years, so I'm obviously some, doing something wrong. Um, but um, even they even they were converted last year, so there you go. But it is it is yeah, it is a great vote of confidence, isn't it? In cruising in the product, and and cruise lines have always said. Um, that once people do cruise, they, they generally, you know, in the vast majority of cases are hooked, but it's getting them on there first, of, you know, in the first place. And that's what last year was good, very good for. The other thing I would just sort of say as well, I just think the value is amazing because obviously cruise lines are very keen to get people back on board, but there are some really great offers there. I mean, more and more cruise lines are offering inclusive prices or packages where the gratuities, which can always be, you know, a bit of a pain, I think, especially for UK guests that you've got, you've got all this gratuity thing to think about. Well, you don't now because a lot of them are rolled into the product or into the packages that cruise lines are offering either for a reduced you know, reduced amount um, or in, as part of the overall price. Um, and I think that makes a big difference. You know, the drinks as well, the drinks packages. I, I just think there's there's some very good value deals out there, actually. But cruise has always been great value for money, hasn't it? It hasn't changed that much in terms of the value proposition, surely. I don't think so, but I think it's got better because I think, you know, you always had to add on the gratuities. And I think particularly with the American line, sometimes that did sort of shock or surprise people because they were that much higher, you know, this per day rate of, I don't know, $14, $15 or whatever. But now with a lot more including it or including it in packages that you can just, you know, add on, um, I just think it takes that sort of niggle away, to be honest. And when you're getting the drinks included and perhaps an onboard credit or a free excursion, I just think it makes it even better value, actually. I think the, I think the inherent value of cruise is in the, the quality of the food, the variety of the food. I think it's in the entertainment. I think it's the fact that you wake up in a different place every day. And the service. Uh, on your cruise, um, the service is second to none. Um, and I think the other thing we should call out is the the cruise industry has done a remarkably good job of building a set of protocols that I would argue I don't think um, are surpassed by any other industry around these times. And I think the industry has managed to reinforce um, just what a very safe and secure environment cruising can be. Uh, and we've demonstrated, I think, as we've carried. I don't know, I want to say six, nearly six million passengers. You can say since that. August, can say, yeah. since, since August 2020, I think. Yeah. And, and the percentage of people that have um, contracted COVID during that time is tiny. And where, where individuals have been poorly, we have managed those cases through good government relation work, great collaboration with the ports of call and all the medical teams and so forth. And it's, and it's, it's a really safe and secure environment. And I think anybody that's cruised has come off and said, you know what, you're not going to be safer anywhere than you are on a cruise ship. And I think that's been borne out. So I think that's another reason to really feel that cruises yeah. is, is an option you can take the whole family on. And, and, and just picking up on that, actually, Ben, one of the things I was struck uh, by when I did those short cruises out of the UK last summer was how amazing the crew have adapted to the new protocols and the new processes, because not only are they back delivering that incredible service that they've always done, but actually they've also followed these protocols as if they've always done so. Yeah, absolutely, they have. And it's not been easy for the crew at times, quite stringent quarantining when they get on board and before they get on board. 
we've all had to be vaccinated like everyone else and certainly early on that was that was a journey that we had to go on um and um and the smile the smiles on the faces of the crew was was probably my standout takeaway moment yeah. from last year when i went on anthem for the first time i mean literally um i was fighting back the tears of emotion of just sheer joy to kind of see their delight at being back yeah. um huge numbers of international um employees worked for all the cruise lines from all over corners of the world and they, they they've been thrilled to be back and they've been really patient and supportive of the protocols and uh they are what makes cruising um, for every cruise line. They're fundamental to the experience. Yeah, well said. I would say their feelings at being back, that did come through very much in the did. service. It's something I think we all noticed. And I remember speaking to one crew member on a ship and he just said, I'm just so relieved. I'm just so relieved. He said, this is the income. This is my life. I've just been counting the days to come back. Um, yeah. And I think that reflected it really. Absolutely. It was an emotional moment for me to actually going on board and seeing just how excited everyone was to be back doing what they have always wanted to be doing. So very exciting. Um, we, we touched on destination in terms of the importance of the UK, the importance of Europe. Further afield, we've heard a lot about Alaska as a destination uh, in the past few months, Sarah. So what's the what's the Alaska season looking like for the summer? Well, hopefully the Alaska season is looking back to normal. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about um, the Passenger Service Vessel Act and things like that and, and, and how easily um, ships can sort of cruise up there with the Canadian rules. Um, but I mean, it's looking, hopefully looking as though it should be a normal season. And certainly from what I've seen, from what I've heard, you know, the cruise lines, I mean, Ben would be able to give the Royal um, Royal Caribbean perspective, but, but you know, lines are sort of planning ahead with their programmes as before. And I saw some reports that the state of Alaska is expecting the number of cruise ship visitors this year to be more than pre-pandemic levels. Um, I think I've seen a figure quoted of 1.5 million or something like that. Um, so, and again, Alaska will very much fall into the bucket list destinations, which has been very much something of a trend of, of people booking. You know, they've been cooped up for the last two years. It's been a pretty turbulent and depressing time and they just want to get out and explore the world. And Alaska does tick those boxes. Um, and you, again, you've got such a range of product there because all the major lines are in there. You've got the luxury, the premium vessels as well. Um, and then you've got some of the expeditionary lines and they're coming out with, you know, different itineraries and then smaller ships as well that perhaps go around some of the sort of smaller, more concentrated parts of the region. So, yeah, fingers, I don't know, fingers crossed that it <laughs> yeah. will be a normal season. But. And, and are you seeing that mix of close at home cruising, Ben, and some of those longer haul bucket list destinations? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly amongst the, the adult couple market, um, I think the that group of individuals are clear on the vaccination rules. They know what the testing requirements are. They've now got the money because they've not been perhaps away as much as they'd have liked over the last couple of years. And they are absolutely hell then on having some cracking vacations in 22 and 23 and they as a group are prepared to go a bit further afield so we're still seeing good demand in the Caribbean for uh, as you'd expect from our cruise line um, but we are seeing also people looking to get back out to Asia um, look, looking to get back out to Singapore and so forth as a very popular destination um, and of course Alaska as, as Sarah's just outlined I mean the, the dynamics um, 
in Australia at the moment and China um, have facilitated, I think, a little bit more industry capacity available for Alaska. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're going to see a big surge in demand for Alaska this summer. Uh, yeah, and fingers crossed that goes very well. I mean, certainly we have big plans in the region, um, not only as a royal brand, but at a group level with Silver Sea and, and Celebrity as well. So it's an important part of the cruising landscape these days, particularly as the world is still recovering from this pandemic at, at slightly different paces, depending on where you are. So, so yeah, we, I think good demand everywhere. Um, I think the family market's probably just still holding fire a little bit on going too far afield, um, still waiting to see out what the vaccination rules are going to be for children and um, what the testing requirements are going to be. And of course, as you amplify the size of your family, you do amplify the size of the complexity um, required there. So I think there's probably a little bit more patience required for that market just at the moment. We're certainly seeing couples bounce back a little quicker than families just at the minute. But I think, I think that will change. Lots of interest. I think people just waiting to convert as we go through the next couple of months. Um, we, we, we should finish by talking, uh, we mentioned ships right at the beginning, how exciting it is with all these new builds and new ships joining fleets and stuff. I will ask you both uh, what your most anticipated ship is for 2022. Ben, I can guess what your answer is going to be because it may be something close to home, but is it Wonder of the Seas you're most excited about? I could try and score some brownie points with Joe R and tell her that it's beyond. <laughs> But uh, in a very close second, it's beyond. But no, my, my number one, uh, un undeniably, is Wonder of the Seas. I, I can't wait to see some of, the, some of the new elements that we're bringing to, to Oasis class. Um, so yeah, biased, I know, but uh, um, that's my favourite. That's fine. And, and just quickly, uh, before I ask Sarah, because I've asked Sarah a very difficult question, I think, but, um, but in terms of that development of the product on board, that has developed quite quickly and, and quite dramatically over the course of these Oasis class ships. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess from everything from the improvement from a sustainability and environmental perspective, they're just so much more efficient than the last one. Um, and we continue to evolve them. So this one's got eight neighbourhoods instead of seven. So there's a whole new luxury area on board this one. Um, it's got a reimagined aqua theatre and it's got so many extra new things. So the innovation keeps coming thick and fast. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing, seeing her for the first time, um, hopefully, actually not in too distant future. Um, and then obviously I want to make sure we give all the trade uh, a fantastic opportunity to, to join us on, on, on those sailings at the start of the season. Good stuff. Well, good luck with Wonder. Sarah, you've had time to think now. I know. And the thing... There isn't a particular single ship that stands out for me because I, I just think I'm I'm so pleased to see so many coming back on. Um, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I didn't see Trader and Voyager's ship Golden Horizon last year. So I would, you know, like the opportunity to experience that. And um, obviously you've got Virgin's new ships as well, which again, the whole brand is, is, is such a novelty. Um, and uh, I guess another one really, I mean, that, that I'd like to see is Carnival's Mardi Gras because that has the roller coaster. You know, it's these sort of highlights, you know, these highlight points. I mean, you've got lots, lots of great ships launching this year, you know, with Silver Sea, Silver Dawn, which, you know, follows on from 
from their recent new launches. You've got Azamara Onwards, which is again, you know, um, another one in, in the same class as its previous ship. So, so there is a lot to see, but I, there isn't particularly one that stands out for me. You know, I'm so, so much. So many, but. So much to say, so little time. <laughs> Andy, I, Andy, I should also say, just with my clear hat on, yeah, and, I, on and, I, and I say this genuinely, I'm really excited to go out to Budapest oh. um, later this quarter to go to the Clear River Cruise Conference because, A, I've not had the pleasure of seeing too many river cruise ships in my lifetime, but equally, I know they've got a pipeline of 10 fantastic new ships joining that industry this year. So I, I am genuinely excited to kind of see what River's going to do to bounce back this year as well. Yeah, it, it's a it's another great sector. And uh, as you say, the, the number of new ships, it seems to grow each year. Um, and our Budapest event has 10 ships uh, in port for people to see. So um, yeah, similarly, it'll be nice to get people back together at a River event, our, our first for a couple of years. So. Uh, I share your excitement about that, but um, there's so much to look forward to for the summer destination-wise and also new ship and new innovation-wise. So we look forward to sharing the summer with you all. But thank you very much for joining us, Ben and Sarah, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Well, a huge thanks to Ben Bulldin, Vice President EMEA for Royal Caribbean, Chair, of course, of Clear UK and Ireland, and Sarah Macefield, travel and cruise journalist for sharing their opinions, their thoughts and their views on what to get excited about in cruise in 2022. Now, I will just say that this was recorded in the middle of January 2022. As we know, things can change and develop very quickly. But uh, we all, I think, uh, on today's podcast could agree that 2022 is going to be more positive than last year. And there are huge opportunities for a successful cruise season this year. Thank you for listening to the Clear Cruise podcast. We are back next month with more special guests. Until then, have a great rest of month.